Today, we're going to take a deep look into Karen's brain, how her business, marriage, and family are all coexisting. Because right now, they are all in alignment for the first time in decades. We're going to look at what happens when your aspirations, your home life, and your work life all line up. The Speakeasy Podcast, real talk about leadership and sanity in the creative industry. I'm Karen Steffel. And I'm Jen Estel. Managing creativity in business, we probably have an opinion on that. No prohibitions. Clearly, we have cocktails. This is called, ironically, Chaotic Neutral. <laughs> Which is the perfect name for this episode. I love it. What do we have in here? Oh, this is a rum it's drink, a- right? It is a rum drink, which is usually not what I go um, and grab first, but it's really interesting. It's an ounce and a half of Key West rum paired with some raspberry brandy, some lime juice, some Contrato bitter, and some simple syrup. And it's garnished with a smoked salt rim and a lime wheel. It also could have some red pepper juice in it. We skipped it for this one. But what I'll tell you is that it's raspberry forward and the bitters come through and it's quite good. It is quite good. I was surprised because like you, I don't often choose rum drinks, but this was delightful and the raspberry in there was really nice. So I would definitely make this one again. Yeah, absolutely. So listeners, as you know, Karen moved her office recently and in doing so, their their family made a bunch of strategic changes that are big, scary things. And I found it so interesting to watch her go through that process. And I wanted you to talk about it a little bit. So Karen, like, tell us what happened. This is absolutely a story of, you know, lemonade out of lemons. This is a pandemically driven story for the most part. You know, when the stay at home order was was, uh, sent to us, and we knew that we would be home for three weeks, we sat there thinking, oh my gosh, what are we going to do for three weeks? <laughs> you know, a year ago. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I was writing checks to uh, a landlord who I'd been paying for uh, for 20 plus years. And I, I kept thinking there's got to be, a, you know, for a building that was empty. And at the time, I didn't know just how long it would be empty and just how painful that was going to be. But I kept looking at my husband thinking, we would take walks at lunch just to get out of the house. And we would we would just look at each other when the kids were struggling with online school, which was not well-formed at the time. It was just kind of uh, throw it at the wall and see what sticks. And I mean that in only the most respectful way because, man, teachers are the heroes. But I kept saying there's got to be a better way. And life has to have a better balance. And this doesn't feel comfortable. And as as things moved on through, you know, and we entered the summer, we it was just more of the same. My husband's job was increasingly under more pressure. Um, things weren't going well. Uh, the solutions he was proposing weren't being embraced um, because they would take too long or cost too much, even though they were correct. Um, he was just everywhere we looked, there was um, an increasing amount of discomfort in our lives. And I share this with acknowledging that we were all healthy and we were all safe and we were all employed. And so I realized that this story comes from a position of privilege, but there was still everywhere we looked, the anxiety was mounting. The mental wellness was kind of drifting away on a raft Mm -hmm. and we just didn't know what was on the other side. And so we, we had talked about real estate as an investment strategy before, but we were not, you know, planning on, 2020 being the year that we did that. And it was like, well, what would it hurt if I just talked to a realtor about it? And that's kind of where the ball started rolling. 
And within about six weeks, we had bought a building. And um, I know that's incredibly a lot of detail, but that's just what happened. (laughs) Yeah, we um, I, I, I kind of make up my mind on things and just move. And so for the most part. I knew, number one, I didn't want, and we've talked about this before on, on another episode when we did both of our episodes on buying the buildings, but I just knew that uh, I didn't want to be in the building I had been in any longer. Um, I was also out of my lease, and I knew that as we turned a corner with the pandemic that I was going to be required to sign another lease for five years, and I just wanted to solve that problem before it became um, a big point of discussion. Yeah, it's so interesting to me because you had been happy and fruitful in your existing storefront for quite some time. And um, when you moved to that space, I remember it was groundbreaking and new territory and it was really exciting. But I can concur that paying rent on a space that you aren't using feels very painful. And I find it interesting, your conversation about how stressful life had become at the beginning of the pandemic, even though commutes were gone, you have the ability to work from home in your pajamas, you get to be with your family all the time. On the one hand, it seems ideal, but realistically, it was more complicated than that. It was a lot more complicated than that. I mean, some of the additional details for my husband's uh, work was that he was considered essential. He was going to be required to come back much sooner than anybody else, um, even though he felt very confident he could do his job. So I was put in a position to be a full-time caretaker for my children while I was fighting for my business to stay afloat after we had lost a ton of work because of no contact. So it felt like I needed the lifeboat and he was about to get in and roll away in it. (laughs) And I was going to be kind of like, not, not to be dramatic about it, but that's how it felt. And um, I knew I was not well equipped to be a full-time teacher and save my business that I needed to focus not only for me, our future, but my employees. And I take quite seriously the number of mortgages and rents and gas and car payments I'm responsible for. That's true. So give us the, and also you bought the building, which means you were moving render, but your husband's situation changed too. What did you guys do? It was not premeditated at all. This all just is all happenstance. And it's, it's a, and I don't love the word pivot, but it is. And also it's a lot of like, oh, okay. So, and now what are we doing? So as I described in one of our episodes where we talked about our buildings, the, what I was looking for had a number of checkboxes. I not only wanted to uh, downsize the amount of the footprint that Render needed because we were occupying 3,000 real square feet, but really 4,500 if you were talking about our old basement, and now we're in 1,500. So there was a big downsize, but I also wanted tenants, I wanted parking, and I wanted a garage or some sort of outbuilding that could double as a studio. And where we ended up moving, you know, checked all those boxes. And as we started looking at, you know, as we were moving towards close and looking at setting up our new LLC that my husband and I were going to run together, uh, we realized that uh, when we hired a nanny to be our kid's teacher, the offset, the, the delta was not very comfortable or certainly wasn't easy right? Our, to hire a real teacher to be our caretaker for our children, we were absorbing a lot of one of our salaries and we were still not 
addressing mental wellness or balance. So my husband quit his job. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and listeners, any of you who are in the part of your life where you are a two-income household with two young children to manage, the idea of someone quitting a job is terrifyingly huge. Yeah. We arrived at the decision quickly, but not easily. And we knew that it didn't have to be permanent. It was going to give my husband the opportunity to do some soul searching for what he wanted to do once it was safe for kids to return to school. But he's also the caretaker of, you know, of this building, and he's great at it. And he absolutely loves his purpose. He loves being home with the kids. He feels like that's a gift he could never have expected to receive. And that he's happy, very happy that he has that. I'm very happy that we have that as a family. And he takes great care of this building, which in the first year certainly needs all sorts of hands and eyes on things. And and who better to do it than somebody who, you know, has skin in the game, right? It's interesting to me because you and I are in similar boats where you own a business and you have for a number of years. And of course, you look at it like a team effort. I own a business I have for a number of years. I look at it like it's a team effort. Of course, I couldn't do everything I do without my husband's support. But you guys really made the shift to a lot more teamwork and strategy about your goals with this decision. Instead of she has her career over here and he has his career over there, you've united in a way that not a lot of people have the opportunity to do sometimes. So that's kind of cool. You know, I feel like one of the very beautiful silver linings that have come that's come from the pandemic is um, all four of us as a family have gotten a lot closer. We've slowed down in many ways. We've been intentional about the way we spend our time. We're not going anywhere. (laughs) So I mean, and Kevin and I certainly have grown much closer and and in a different way than, um, than maybe we had before. It's been a lot of time talking about goals and what do we want. And it's forced us to. And it's not to say that we didn't know what those things were, but we're different than we were when we were courting many, many, many years ago. And sometimes life is just going too fast for you to really slow down and have those conversations. Certainly we haven't been on a date in like a year. So, you know, I can't tell you what's going to happen in six months or 12 months or how this, I know this has impacted our long-term strategy, um, not necessarily for the worst. It's allowing us to get some other things in order um, that are allowing us to feel much more confident about other other long-term goals and other things like financial planning and um, what I know about going through this decision more than anything is that we can, it will, we will be all right. If he, if he finds his dream job and wants to all of a sudden become a golf pro or regrip golf clubs, or there are a zillion things he'd love to explore. If that opportunity comes, he would have my full support. So yeah, it's just a matter of figuring out we're like on a hump, right? like at the top of the roller coaster, that pause where you t- hold in your breath and you're excited. We're and right you can there. see what's coming, but you haven't gotten there quite yet. Yeah, And I'm, you know it will be thrilling and you know you're going to be yeah. fine. There's a couple of things I want to explore quickly. And one of them is I'd like you to do a little bit of a compare and contrast, assuming, l- let's try to take the pandemic out of it. But what did your days look like before when he was going to job A and you were going to job B and you were hustling, getting the kids around? And what does it look like after? 
let's start there. Like what is different for you in your day? What is better? What is about the same now that you have made this kind of change? Yeah, I would say that um, a Monday through Friday, you know, pre-pandemic really looked like, you know, 90 minutes of stressful hustle and constant reminders for who has to do what and in what direction. Maybe somebody would remember to pull the thing out that needed to be thawed for dinner, maybe not. Um, It almost felt like a competition to get out the door and our driveway is the bus. So, you know, is the, is the driveway safe for people to come and board a bus since, you know, winter. And then we would both hit the house after school because we would have MSU students as our after school care. We would hit the house. One of us would be 530 and one of us would be six. And it was 90 minutes of let's get dinner through dishes real quick as much as we could and get showers and bedtime going. I mean, really, there was no quality time that we would spend Monday through Friday, except for the moments at the dinner table. And everything that surrounded the 20 or 30 minutes at the dinner table was just full of stress and, um, or hurry, or let's get, we got to move to the next thing, or gosh, maybe we're not eating together because we have to get to soccer. So, I mean, that's just a metaphor for almost everything else. And our weekends were fully stuffed with all the chores. There was no balance in terms of like spreading things throughout the week because by the time kids went to sleep, we were exhausted and we would go to bed. So, um, you know, that's just a metaphor for how it felt to me. And now it's okay if dishes aren't done before, you know, right after breakfast because they'll get done during the week. And part of that is that my kids are growing up they've grown a lot in the last year and they're doing more responsibilities. But part of it also is that there is time because somebody's home to fit other things in. It's not perfect. I still love being the one that that rushes home and makes dinner. I enjoy that. Um, But, you know, there's just more balance and there's more space to be, to enjoy. And we've done a lot more like family game nights during the week. We've done a lot more, Um, introducing our kids to like shows that we loved when we were little during the week. And it just doesn't feel so intense. Man, that sounds nice. (laughs) Now talk to me then about your workday. Because before, of course, being in a leadership position, many things fall to you. But now you're not only leadership for render, but you're the landlord too, which means you have tenants, which means if something goes wrong in the building, you're the person on site has that added stress or is it exciting? How does that work for you and Kevin? I'm so curious. Yeah. So on the landlord front, I'm the person that's here. I'm the person primarily who has the face-to-face, if you call it that mask-to-mask relationship with our tenants. They can easily text me. Sometimes I don't even know who's here. They'll just text me like, oh, are you downstairs? (laughs) And, um, oh, could we have, or hey, in the next time your husband's here, could he please... Um, you know, the door is sticky or whatever. And it's usually within a day, things are resolved. But on Mondays is my financial day. And so I do um, books for both businesses on Mondays. Um, And I fit them between renders, meetings and things like that. But mostly Mondays is my my people, my paper shuffling day. Uh, I don't like doing shoots on Mondays anyway, because I feel like people are coming off the weekend and not really dug into their week yet. So it works out pretty well. And I you know, during the week I work nine to five or nine to four thirty. 
I think during when the summer comes, really it's more like 8 30, <laughs> 8.30 to 4.30, but when the summer comes, it'll probably, I'll probably leave at four just so I can enjoy that extended sunshine and our family's looser schedule. So what's next? Like what, what else is on the uh, Karen and Kevin goal sheet now that you have this new endeavor? Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't want to put it too much into the crystal ball because I'm not sure we see it yet. But, um, you know, once things level out with the pandemic, once we feel our kids can go back to school, maybe once Kevin and I both have vaccinations um, and we're ready for those next steps, he might explore that he wants a different job. Right now, I think if you asked him, he would say he doesn't want a corporate job at all. And I don't know. I mean, it, it depending on how the housing market goes, we might buy another building. We might not. We might just wait. You know, the first year of buying a property and learning the ropes is a little bit more expensive than your year over year after that because you're doing, yes, you're nodding. Absolutely. Yes. And so we're just going to kind of wait. I, but it doesn't feel like purgatory at all. I mean, we're learning a ton and we're having fun. And I feel like we're doing it right. I think you are too. And it, that's that's why I was so interested to hear your story and sort of share it with our listeners because I'm very lucky to have sort of a front row seat to your process and your thought process and your decision making. And, you know, I think too many people get stuck and they're unhappy for some reason and they can't figure out how to make the change, whatever their change might be. Yeah. And it was it was fun to see see you guys decide and do it. Yeah, and I and it's not without a big dose of courage, but there's two things that have happened in my life that I have to carry around with me. And and one is watching my father go through retirement without my mother, and I know they had big plans. So, on one hand, you can't take it with you. So, you have to kind of, you know, this is no dress rehearsal as the saying goes. But then on the second thing is uh on my college graduation at the dinner, my dad did a toast. He announced his retirement and told me that he never wished he would have worked more, that if anything, he wished he wouldn't have missed so much. And so while I love being an entrepreneur, um, I love competitiveness and the the, the stick-withness that it takes, uh, I also realized that there's a whole bunch of beautiful out there that you have to lift your head up from the grindstone and you have to get your feet in the in the grass and you have to breathe and appreciate the sky and teach your kids to do the same. That's my soapbox. Well, that's a pretty good soapbox. I think it's a good place to end. Congratulations to you both. You're doing such a, such amazing things for your family. Thank you. Listeners, it's true. Life and business can work together. Hoo-wee. Hoo-wee. Oh my goodness. It's been a long time. We are exhausted, fatigued, and bored. So next time we're going to look at how fatigue and boredom can affect you at home and at work. Join us. 